Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Galactic Dads Podcast. We are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. That can include bits of dad advice for your daddy issues, comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and well, whatever else we feel like talking about tonight. I am Laser Eric. For some reason, they gave me the wheel tonight. And I am joined by uh, my main man right across the table from me, Mr. Jedi John. How you doing, dude? Good. How are we doing? Oh, doing great. Doing great. It's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a duo show tonight. That is gonna be uh, no shortage of fun for sure. Uh, Brandon um, found himself a little bit under the weather, and the other two guys, Matt and Justin, well, they uh, they found some things they had to keep themselves busy with, and I hope they're doing okay too. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are too. It sounds like everybody's uh, hanging in there. December, it's hard to get the uh, hard to get the group together because everybody's got ten million things to do. Yeah, I mean, only being 10, 10 days out from Christmas, I mean, it's uh, yeah. Yep. Have you even started Christmas shopping yet? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, a couple things here and there, but nothing, nothing crazy. Right. What you find is people either start in like September or October, like we did for whatever reason, or people start like January or December twentieth. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really good about being the last guy in the store. <laughs> You're right there with my brother, so it's all good. <laughs> but uh, hey, if you guys are, uh, we want to thank you all for listening today. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and share. You know, if you're if you've been here before, I'm sure you've probably already done it. If you haven't, welcome, and I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, don't uh, don't forget to visit us on the socials. You can find us on all the major platforms at Galactic Dads. Uh, we also have a food and beverage site on Instagram, Galactic Dads BBQ, uh, as well as production. Matt has his own Galactic Dads Instagram page as well. I believe it is Matt underscore Galactic Dads. He finally found it, made it a little yeah, easier for people. For himself. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, But he gets all the behind-the-scenes stuff on, on there, so it's pretty cool. Yep, yep. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Galactic Dads, as well as T Public. Uh, if you're interested in any of the sweet swag that we offer, Patreon members get it right off the bat. Uh, however, if you see a shirt or something that you're looking, you know, you're looking at and you like it, go to tpublic.com/users/galactic-dads. You can find our all of our sweet merchandise there as well. So, and uh, there's one other social that you can find us. John, you want to take the wheel on that? Yeah, it's the Untapped app. Um, we get to rate and catalog all of our lovely beers that we drink on the show um it looks like we both have some some good beers in front of us tonight uh i'll go ahead and start since i'm on the one talking so uh breckenridge brewery um you know i did never notice this but it's got the fine ales and lagers underneath it for the brewery yeah i didn't realize that was their slogan uh slaughter slogan (laughs) slogan uh but uh i've got their christmas ale from uh breckenridge uh very good uh 7.1 alcohol by volume i did have this last year I couldn't remember if I did, but then as soon as I tasted it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's on the list somewhere. And then, <laughs> sure enough, it's a double check-in, which is totally cool. Uh, but uh, tell me about what you got over there. Okay, that's all right. So I've got uh, – this is definitely a new one. This is the first time I've had it. Uh, it's from the Sweetwater Brewing Company. 
Uh, they make a lot of beers that we're fans of on this show. Um, this one is the Sweetwater 420 Imperial IPA. Don't float the mainstream. 9.1% alcohol by volume. Yeah, I'm getting started heavy today. Uh, drink them if you got them. A craft classic deserves imperial treatment. Fresh take on ingredients from the original 420. This bold, flavor-packed new brother features a fresh combo of hops for added intensity, complexity, creating flavors, etc., etc., etc. It's a good, strong one, but um, I like it. I think it's really good. I'm looking forward to um, continuing to drink it, but I'm not going to drink it too fast. It does. It does look very delicious. Yeah, it's not bad. That's for sure. So. And, and that was the uh, the 420 Imperial IPA. Yep. That's got to be. That's got to be good. Yeah, yeah, 9.1% al- uh, alcohol and 60 IBUs, so you definitely know you're drinking it, but uh, it t- tastes good. It's really good. So, yep, Everyone get excited. We unlock some badges. So oh, oh. Everybody can enjoy that on the Twitterverse. Yep, uh, go they, find- they know we're recording. <laughs> go find us on Twitter to get caught up on the badges and everything, and uh, hopefully we can get caught up with some of our beer friends here shortly too. But yeah, uh, but friend us on there. Um, suggest beers uh, if you can on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, wherever you guys can find us. And we'd be more than happy to try them out because, well, we enjoy beer. That's what we do. So, <laughs> All right. Well, you've got a doozy of a daddy issue. So why don't we, uh, why don't we just hop right into that? You want to uh, tell us what that was all about? So, you know, it, it's happened before. I mean, happened before is weird, but um, you go out to a restaurant, you've got your kid in, in, in their pumpkin seat, and, you know, they just are, they're just chilling. And they might be sleeping, they might just be awake, um, but all of a sudden some stranger walks up, maybe a busboy or a server, and they decide, oh, your baby's so cute, and then they touch them, either their foot, their head, their hand, Honestly, it doesn't matter. Why are you touching my kid? How do you handle that? How do you handle that? Yeah, why? I don't understand why random strangers find it appropriate to yeah. do stuff like that. Even right that. now, like right now especially, like with everything else going on in the world, like just don't don't touch anybody else. Yeah. If you don't have to. Like if, if or if you like don't know them. Like what are you right. doing? <laughs> right. I don't even want to touch you and I know you. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, like, you know, we know each other, we know each other's kids, but I'm I'm not going to be touching your kid's foot. Yeah, we're not hugging right now, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's all good. You know, <laughs> I, I don't understand why people do that, especially, you know, strangers and things like that. You know, that brings up a comparison to, like, you know, women when they're pregnant. And, and they touch their stomach. Other women will just come up and start rubbing, you know, their belly. I know that happened to my wife when she was at work a couple times. She's like, what are you doing? Yeah. If somebody, those people are lucky that they didn't do it to Olivia while she was pregnant. Cause oh my gosh, she would have lost it on them. <laughs> yeah. She'd have karate chopped them yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they wouldn't still be on the planet. Like I wouldn't, I would, I would have had to bail my wife out of prison. So, right. Yeah. It's, it's just, especially, you know, I don't know, in a situation like a food service or something like that. I mean, yeah. You know, sanitation is so important. It was before important before COVID. Yeah, literally the dude set my salsa and chips on the table and then went straight for his foot. And I'm like, 
bro. <laughs> and my kid was sleeping. Like, luckily, he didn't wake him up. If he would have woke him up, it would have been a, a bigger a bigger issue. But, um, yeah, I was just like, are you kidding me right now? What are you doing? Right, because he wouldn't have woke up friendly. Right. He no. would have been aggravated. So. No, but I was just, like, just in awe because we, we had just put him down in the sling thing at the restaurant. He was in his <laughs> pumpkin sleep, uh, seat just sleeping. And then, yep, there he is. Just, oh, he's adorable. I don't. Thank you. Don't touch him. Like yeah. just, just don't. Yeah, that's great. Leave my kid alone. Yeah, it was just interesting. It was just I, I my wife just looked at me and was just like, "What is he doing?" I'm like, "I don't." <laughs> uh, I didn't even see that coming. Like I didn't, had no clue who's gonna just reach out and do that anyway. Um, but like it's worse when it's their hands or their head or their, I mean, obviously they're. I haven't had anybody touch his face or anything without mm. like us knowing them, but like. Yeah, I mean, people have touched his head while we're out, and I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, he's cool. He doesn't need you to touch him. He's totally fine. <laughs> but, yeah, and maybe that's just me being a little protective, but at the same time, just don't touch someone else's kid. Yeah. Unless you, unless you, unless, unless you know him. Yeah, And you're exactly. comfortable, and they're comfortable with you. It's just one of those things. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And, and even still, you know, if it's a baby, you know, if, if you want to touch the kid or something, maybe ask or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're going to give some random server permission to touch your kid, but but still, it's no. like, what are you doing? No, and maybe he knew. Maybe he knew. Better to ask forgiveness on that one. That you know what? That's possible. That's possible because <laughs> he knows he's not going to be allowed to. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, now, do you a... do you guys take four out? I mean, I know he's is he a year old yet, or is he real close? Yeah, he's about to be eleven months. Okay, so. I knew it was coming up real soon. So I imagine you you probably got in the habit of taking him out to eat and things like that. And oh yeah, he goes everywhere with us. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean because of our work, um, he's around people all the time. Like that's good. So yeah, it's it's a good thing. So he's used to it, which is also not good sometimes. Um, but like yeah, he's not really in that stranger danger time yet. I'm sure he will be shortly. Um, but uh, he is used to being around a lot of people and a lot of noises and stuff. So. That's that's helpful, especially you know, later in life and things like that when um, you know we're trying to get him to sleep and things. Oh yeah, he has no problem sleeping in like a bowling alley. That's perfect. Or, or while there's whistles going on <laughs> in a volleyball gym. So yeah, that's good. That's He's good. used to that stuff. Yeah, with with Logan and Barrett both, we made a point to you know when we put them to sleep, we didn't you know they went for a nap or they went down for bed or whatever. We never toned down the noise. No, yeah. we, you know, we didn't make an effort. It's not like we're, you know, playing a movie on the surround sound and trying to shake the walls while they're sleeping. But on the same token, we didn't make a habit of, oh, everybody be quiet. The baby's sleeping. Or it's like, okay, he's either going to figure out how to sleep around noise or he's going to be miserable all the time, one of the two. Right. And, um, you know, so that's good because, you know, he won't wake up for the most random stuff all the time later and, you know, he'll be able to function around noise and stuff without getting too overstimulated. Yeah, hopefully. The, the TV on is just one of those things that he's going to have to get used to because that's when I catch up on stuff. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> when he's asleep, I catch up on TV. I mean, when else am I supposed to do that? So, yep. yep. When uh, when the boys were, were infants, that was my video game time. Yeah. When he was sleeping, I was playing video games. Yes, so. absolutely. Absolutely. So that works out. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, the only other daddy issue I can think of is just, you know, getting ready for Christmas and uh, trying to put the, the finishing touches on on that kind of thing. And uh, how many Christmases do you guys have to go to? I think it's just three this year. I think it's, we go to like one, two, two different families on Christmas Eve 
And then we always go to this really late thing. And I don't know if we're going to go to the really late thing this year because, well, we've got an under one-year-old. <laughs> right. And he'll be done for the day by the time we get that far. Oh, sure. Um, because, like, the last stop of the night traditionally has been, like, a, like, we don't get there till 9.30 or 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. Type thing. Because by the time we get done with her parents' house and stuff like that, like, it's late. And we're expected late. And everything's good. Um, but I don't know how he's going to do this year, so we'll see if he makes it through it. Um, gotcha. And then there's only one, uh, maybe, yeah, really just one on Christmas Day. So it's not bad. Yeah, it'll be nice. That's good. I'm hoping to take it easy in the morning, just do our own thing for a little while. I'm not sure what Olivia has planned yet. I'm sure it's not that. So, <laughs> um, but I'd like to just stay home and just enjoy our first Christmas as a family together right. there. But right. who knows? I gotcha. I gotcha. Grandparents are always welcome everywhere. We like everything we do. So, you know, right. Which is not a problem. It's just, it's more, more, it's just more. Oh yeah. <laughs> we made the, uh, we made the decision after I think Logan's first Christmas. And I think we had four or five places to go to. And after that, we're like, Nope, no, 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 no. We're going to do at least one of these at home. And if you guys want to show up, that's great. If not, we'll see you when we see you. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, because yeah. you got you to gotta limit the, I mean, it's just so much time. And, like, packing them up, unpacking if it's nap time or whatever mm-hmm. else going on. So it's going to be interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think we have, I think we have three total. And one of them's here at my house. So mm-hmm. that's not bad. And I, one of the other ones I, you know, between you and me and the listeners, I'm not sure I'd really even go to but Mm -hmm. uh you know it'll still be fun you know and i get to be begrudging about it and i know my wife's got to work you know every day leading up to that so she's gonna be tired yeah today was my last day off also so yeah every every day leading up to it um i'm I'm at work so yep it'll be a lot of fun um i'm looking forward to it speaking of hosting i think i think i'm really hoping we're not on the hook on christmas eve for hosting I'm hoping we're going to her parents' house and not <laughs> not our house, but I think it might be our house. So we'll see how it goes. Well, at least you won't have to lug four around if you don't have to. Uh, yeah, it'll <laughs> just be a race to get back to my house to greet family members from me from another family. So <laughs> it'll be fine, though. It'll be fine. Oh yeah, it always works itself out in the end for sure. So it's just stressful leading up to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I guess moving on, we got to get into the TV shows this week. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of TV news. Yes, we did. start with the uh elephant in the room or do we want to go with the positive stuff first I, yeah let's just get the negative stuff yeah. out of the way yeah, so we, we got a cancellation on netflix um, yes i can't believe they're only doing one season of cowboy bebop Me i'm neither dude really disappointed i thought i thought the show did well i don't know if it's just a loud minority really barking up the tree of the um the showrunners or if it's netflix but i feel like they had good views so i'm just not sure why they felt the need that they couldn't do another season yeah i i was really confused about it too because when i saw the announcement 
I I'd finished the season. I did only watch the season one time through, but I had finished it. I thought it was great from top to bottom. Um, I know there were some complaints about various characters. Um, you know, Faye, we've talked about in previous episodes. We don't need yeah. to go into that. Um, there was also a complaint about Edward, which I thought was completely unfounded because I thought the live action Edward in the series acted like the anime Edward did. I think they just want to complain to complain. You know, that's, I mean, they got to find something. That's true. I, I think what ended up the excuse they're using is I know I read in a couple of articles that the viewership the first week between the first week and the second week dropped like 60% because everybody watched it and then they were done. Right. Cause right. it was only eight, eight, eight episodes, right? Yeah. It was, I think eight episodes. So like, yeah, the, you can binge that in one week and yeah. then you're done. There's no reason to rewatch it. I mean, no. I guess you could, but I don't know why you would right now. Yeah, and and what was strange to me is the first week it was the number one watched show on the top ten list for four or five of the seven days, and then even the second week it was in the top ten. Yeah. So it's not like it was underperforming, or at least I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know if it was super expensive to make or what. I mean, maybe that's it. I mean, they did have some good sets and (coughs) some good... I mean, I thought it was well done, so it probably was a little expensive, but I don't think they had the, I don't think they had poor enough viewership, like to cancel it. But no, Netflix. I mean, shoot, like how many shows have they ran one season of and canceled? You know, That's like true. I mean, they are notorious for just saying, "Hey, we're gonna try it," and it didn't work, and or it even did work a little bit, and they still don't care. Right, right. And then their definition of working could be different than anybody else's, too. Yeah, I mean, just think about, um, oh, boy, what was the last superhero that, like, the... Jupiter's Legacy? Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, really enjoyed that show. And they're talking about doing, like, a spinoff of it, but they're like, yeah, we're not going to get season two of that. And I'm like, how? How are you (laughs) not giving us a season two of that? Like, you left us on a cliffhanger. Like... Right. Right. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. Let's get going. You would think that they would have some, I don't know, have some idea. I mean, then you look at some shows that got renewed for a second season before they were even out of production. Yeah. It's like, how do you know? Yeah. I don't know. And maybe, and honestly, and Netflix, I know you're listening to me. I know you are. Maybe going to a weekly release might help. Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. what if... What if you get to the weekly release and they decide, I want to watch episode four before I watch episode five today? Hey, that's one more stream. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's stuff like that that just is like, well, yeah, you put all episodes out day one, and they were like, you know what? I'm going to binge it yeah. because I really love this show as a, um anime, so I'm going to binge it and be done. Right. That was, yeah, I mean, I watched the first, I think the first four episodes the day it came out. And then the rest of it I watched on, I think it was a Sunday. Steph was working, and I put it on, and I watched the last four episodes. Mm-hmm. So I had the whole series done in two days. But that's Netflix's business model is to binge stuff. Right. You know, and in the meantime, you know, these, I don't know if they're comparing Cowboy Bebop to other Netflix shows or if they're comparing it to other shows in general because you've got a lot of weekly releases that are thriving mm-hmm. and that they're doing really well. Yeah. And, you know, some of those shows are not as good as Cowboy Bebop, and they're still doing better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, and and that's just it. Netflix just has that model, and, I mean, it works and it doesn't sometimes. That's just how it, that's just how it is. I mean, and like I said, they've canceled so many. I mean, 
I wish I should have looked that number up. How many TV shows have been canceled after one season on Netflix? I mean, I'm sure that's a lot. Um, it's gotta be. While, while, while you, while you do that, <laughs> um, we can move over to Disney plus and, uh, talk about Hawkeye. Let's do it. Just real briefly. I mean, episode five launched today, so I know you haven't seen it yet, so I'm not going to spoil anything just like I did last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I had the day off, so I had lots of time to get my stuff done today. Um, honestly, the show is is good. I mean, I, I don't have anything poor to say. Uh, you get to see um, a couple new characters come into the, to the show, um, a couple more, um, some more backstory on some of the characters again, uh, which is really enjoyable. Uh, you get confirmation of a couple things, which is fantastic to see. Um and honestly, I, I can't wait for the season finale, and which comes out three days before Christmas. So is that that the season finale is the next episode? right? Yeah, they're episode only doing six. six yeah, so gotcha. it is. It's opened up so many doors for <laughs> awesome. for a lot of things um, that tie right back to Netflix. So it's very exciting. Gotcha. It's, it's it's very exciting. And I, and I mean, I know we talked about it last episode. Um, but I mean, you actually get a glimpse of the of the boss this time. So nice, um, and it, it's just it's fantastic. And some of the stuff they did in the credits and stuff like that. Um, the last scene on the credit, take a look at the picture on the on the on your TV because mm-hmm. it is really well done. Hmm. So okay. yeah, just really well okay. done. So so speaking of really well done, I want to go back to episode four. Because yeah. we really oh, yeah. didn't talk too so, much about it. But yeah, you, you got to see it, right? So. Yes. Um, I really thought that a lot of that episode, you know, we we're talking about really well done. Um, Yelena's appearance yeah. and how she comes into play. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the whole interaction in that fight between Hawkeye and Yelena and then Hawkeye and Kate and yep. everything that was going on. Um, the one thing, and, and I might, you know, you might be ahead of me on this because you've seen the fifth episode and I haven't, but I'm just going to say, if, if he doesn't make it home for Christmas with his kids, I'm going to be pissed. I will be a little upset also. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting if he does or not. I mean, it's 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 he's got, he's cutting it close. He's That's cutting crazy. it close. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, just seeing Yelena come up um, and have that callback to, I mean, Clinton, uh, Clinton, Natasha, yeah, because uh, she she hung um, Kate off the side of the building with the same tool that right Natasha stuck Clint on um, on Vormir. So a uh, really cool callback for that. Um, and, and you get to learn, I mean, again, without spoiling too much, but you get to learn a little bit more about that fight scene mm-hmm. in, in the fifth episode, which is kind of cool. Okay, um, awesome. So just because you get a little more, you get a little more Yelena. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they, the way they worked her into this episode, it was was great. I mean, uh, um, in episode five, you get to see a little more story for her that happens after Black Widow, which nice. is cool. And then you catch up during the Infinity War game, End Game type um, level stuff to get to her present day situation. Hmm. Okay, so really cool there. And then, um, but yeah, in episode four, they they did. I was so surprised at first. And you know what I, I I just always forget is like they shot Yelena three years ago for 
right. for Black Widow. Right. So, like, facial structures changed, and you're like, because at first I'm like, is that, that's supposed to be, is that Elaine? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's her. Um, but uh, at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, she looks so, uh, she looks very different just because it's been three, three and a half years since she shot Black Widow. Right. She did look really different when, when she first showed up and, and she was in that like splinter cell looking mask. Which was a sweet outfit, by the that way. That was pretty awesome. Um, I didn't realize who it was. I thought I was like, oh, this is one of the like uber tracksuit people. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And yeah, I mean, he thought he was fighting, um, Clint thought he was fighting Echo. Yeah. And, and uh, Kate's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when I, when I finally caught on to it, I was like, oh, I know what's going on. And Steph looked at me. She didn't realize it. I'm like, no, you'll figure it out here in just a second. You just got to you just gotta kind of get there. Um, and then, you know, when she took her mask off and everything, and we're both like, yep, yep, that makes perfect sense. But yeah, I, uh, I feel like we know how that is going to go because obviously, you know, she's not going to kill him. You know, she's probably going to come full circle like Natasha did, and it's going to be a uh, a bit of a callback, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, again, you get to learn a lot about that in episode five, and it's gotcha. interesting stuff, and it, it is. It's really interesting stuff, and um, I just love that they're, I mean, they're really pushing hard for the uh, the Young Avengers and um, the Thunderbolts and stuff like that. Like, I know it's all coming, and it's just so obvious in the show that, that's what they're pushing for, uh, which is going to be great. It's yeah. going to be fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Kate is just – she's going to be a big part of the MCU, I think. And, uh, I mean, I hope she is. So, uh, And I think Elena is going to join her in that in some aspect, whether it be Thunderbolts or if she joins, um, depending on her allegiances. Right. They've got some really strong casting. Yeah, they for, they've, they've really nailed it. In some cases. Yeah, like you've got Haley Steinfeld as Kate, and I love her. Like from the first episode, I've been very impressed with her character. And, you know, I said it in a previous episode that they, they did more to develop her character in the first 10 minutes of the first episode of, Black, of um, Hawkeye than they did in Captain Marvel in the entire movie. Yeah, you know, and and I'm just really impressed with that. And then you've got Yelena, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it all comes together. Yeah, and I mean, Echo's getting her own show. That's right. That's so right. that's going to be coming up. So you get to again uh, in. Ep- I mean, I know episode four you got a little bit more for Echo. Episode five you get a little bit more for Echo. Okay. And uh, so they're really just building that. And um, that's not a spoiler. I'm excited. I hope they bring Daredevil into into, into the fold sooner than. Sooner, sooner than later, yeah. Uh, and I hope they play the comic true to form, and because I think that'd be great. I do. I do love how they. Um, I do love how they cast Charlie Cox as Daredevil, right. continuing. Yeah, and uh, that's a huge. That's huge, right? So and, yeah. Um, and you know about that casting, so I mean, uh, that opens up the door for a lot of other characters to mm-hmm. rock right into the MCU from Netflix, which is what I alluded to earlier. But now, that, I mean, yeah, we all know Charlie Cox got got cast for daredevil um so it opens up all those netflix all the defenders yep could come over yep because that means we're in the same timeline because if yep. charlie cox is there it it could be the same timeline so it's it anyone anyone's fair game right now i don't know if all the actors are return or not but um it would be really cool to see some of the defenders uh, either facing off or fighting alongside some avengers 
uh, level characters. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. And we, you know, we have some material coming up here in the very near future. Um, you know, that we'll go over here shortly, um, yeah. you know, that they could appear in or what is, do we know what the next Marvel series is? Um, no, I don't. I, I honestly don't know what's coming up. Um, first quarter next year, I would assume they have something lined up, but yeah, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not really sure either. I'm, I'm sure that they have something in mind. I know that there's going to be uh, I mean, they're trying to launch more movies right now. So I mean, right. we just got Eternals and now we're on to, yep. we're on to Spider-Man. So well, this seems like the perfect segue. So let's go ahead and head into that movie department. Let's, uh, let's build up the hype train more than it already is. All right, so everybody is talking about the same movie right now, and that is by the time this recording comes out, Spider-Man No Way Home will be out in theaters, and at least one of the Galactic Dads will have seen it, if not more than one. So, John, what do you think? How's your? Where's your hype level? How you feeling? I mean, I mean I'm pretty excited for it because I have a feeling that Spider-Man is going to link a lot and not just the multiverse um, impacts that we're going to see, but um, just mixing in Doctor Strange with him. Wong, is obviously, we saw him in the trailer. Now, yep. granted, he was on his way out during the trailer, <laughs> um, but we'll see if he plays a different role inside the film also. Uh, but, I mean, the extra scene for Shang-Chi was um, him getting pulled in by Wong, and they were all looking at... The, the 10 rings. Yep. So, I mean, I, I would, I, I'm excited to see what characters they all pull in, not just the old Spider-Man characters, but, all, but also how they mix in the new uh, MCU characters to the film. Cause I have a feeling by the end of the film, we're going to see some more characters pop in and say, Hey, what, what's going on here? Uh, because when you're talking about bringing people from other dimensions and other, uh, well, the multiverse, um, when, when you talk about that, um, the, the alternate realities and stuff like that. How do other characters not show up? Right. Because it's, it, I mean, you're, you're folding in multiple yeah, m- multiverses. So what are you going to do? Yeah. You can fold in pretty much anything you want at right. this point in time. And uh, with the Charlie Cox announcement, it makes me wonder if they made that announcement because Daredevil is going to show up in this movie. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I'm well. I'm very long time, about. a long, a very long time ago, I predicted that Charlie Cox would show up in No Way Home. Yeah, um, as a lawyer first, and be Peter's lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now I don't know if that's going to be the way they bring him in, but I did, I did predict that he would be in the movie. So, um, uh, I, I'd be excited to see him, uh, and it would line up. I mean, I'm sure the way they've done these, this whole thing is. Um, the end of Hawkeye is running straight into it. Basically, gotcha. I would, I would I assume. Would figure, yeah. Um, and I don't, I, I, and I didn't see necessarily any Christmas decorations in Spider-Man No Way Home's trailer that I can think of offhand. Or if it was snowy, it was snow. It was snow. I think I can't remember. I now. think there was some snow at, at at least a part or two. Yeah, I'll have to look again. Um, but I mean, 
if you're talking about the um, the uh, the fact that the it's the holiday season, I mean, I would assume that they're gonna continue on from the TV show because that's what they've done previously, mm-hmm. even with um, oh, I'm gonna uh, Angels of Shield. Yeah, like, even it, going back to Agents. Yeah, of Shield. I mean they they layer it in right with the movies. So yeah. I assume that now that Disney Plus is a thing and they have all those shows at home, so to speak. That all the all the movies are going to line right up with whatever TV's on at that current time. Yeah, I would figure that would be the case too. It would it would only make sense if they're putting this much stock into the TV product that they would try to tie it all together. I've been thinking about all the money they spent on some of those MCU shows already, oh, yeah. and not just Hawkeye, but like uh, Loki and WandaVision. Like they're spending money on the TV shows, so right, they're building a lot there. Yeah, um, and. Thank goodness, because otherwise we probably wouldn't get to meet these characters as intimately as we as we have. So oh, yeah. um, it, it's really good to see. Yeah. Um, do you have any bold predictions for the movie aside from the we're going to see three Spider-Men? Um, mm, that's good. That's interesting. Oh. Do you think... So this is... I mean, every Spider-Man's had a problem. Just about... Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he loses somebody close to him. Yeah, I could see that, and I'm I'm a little I'm, it'll heart it'll be a heartbreak, but he might lose he might lose uh, either his best friend or his love interest, right? Because he he really hasn't in the movies he really hasn't lost anybody except for Tony. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and everybody lost Tony, and, every, so. and everybody lost Tony. So like, he hasn't personally lost someone close to him that we've seen on screen. That's true. Yeah. I could see I could see it being MJ. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. that's I I think that would be the more impactful, right? I guess. And um, I mean, we, we I mean, we, one of the Spider Men, well, one of the Spider Men coming back lost Gwen. That's true. So I mean, it's it's just one of those things that it, it'll happen. And even Toby's Spider Man lost MJ. I mean, yeah, at, at, at certain times. So yeah, yeah, that's true. So so you're predicting a loss? Uh, yeah, I think there's okay. gonna be a loss. Okay. All right, I, I you know I've, I've thought about this a few times. I'm I am going to see it tomorrow night. Yeah, um, you know I'm I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I um, I don't know if I have any real bold predictions. I don't believe that. I believe Doctor Strange is going to be where we see our first X Men character. Oh, I think Charles Xavier is going to be in Doctor Strange. Um, just wild guess. It's probably not going to happen, but that's the guess I'm going to give you. Okay. Um. I don't know. I could see, you know, I could see Daryl Devil showing up. That's not really a bold prediction, but um, it's kind of bold because he hasn't showed up yet. It's true. That's true. Now, granted, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, t- technically, if he shows up in Spider Man, he'll be the first one. He'll be he'll, that'll be his first appearance versus if uh, right. the, the finale of Hawkeye because it'll right. be released afterwards. I would like to see. Um, I just had this in my head. I would like to see a cameo from another Avengers character. And what that looks like to me could be Sam. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me. I think that would be cool. Wanda, I don't think we'll get Wanda till Doctor Strange. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think the big thing here is like I mean they're in New York. Yeah. Again. So I mean, we're in New York for a main show right now. Right. Um there's multiple Avengers there. Oh yeah, pretty regularly. I mean, so I I don't doubt that we see somebody. 
Yeah, we're, we're either going to get a mainline Avengers character or this could also be where they start debuting Fantastic Four characters. That would be that would be something right there. Yeah, because the rumor has been that the Avengers Tower got sold and is going to be the Baxter building. Wouldn't that be hilarious if all of a sudden, well, that Baxter, oh, really? That's the rumor? That, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I heard I, that like a year ago. I haven't seen that, but that would make, <laughs> I mean, it would be hilarious if Reed Richards, like, and or like, um, even what if Doom bought the Avengers Tower? <laughs> right. You know, like. Um, yeah, Victor Von Doom buys yeah. it or something, and and you see him kind of in a in a before he's total chaotic. Evil, exactly. Evil. Yeah, I mean, you could really do a lot with that because I mean, somebody bought Avengers Tower. Who who the heck is buying that? Yeah, somebody with a whole lot of scratch or a whole lot of credit, one of the two or both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. I didn't really think about who bought Avengers Tower. I didn't. I never really gave it much thought. But yeah, yeah. but you, you got to figure this movie is going to be your like springboard for the next movies. Oh yeah. Which, the rest of the phase. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, we've already seen some new, new faces, um, between Eternals, Shang-Chi, like, mm-hmm. like they are going to springboard everything here. Um, because I, I still think that they're all going to end up fighting, um, the same big bad together. The problem is which big bad is it? Right. Right. And I, I think, mm, it's Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, Bill Murray <laughs> from Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantum Mania is going to be it. Uh, no, I, I think I think we're we're working back towards Kang. Oh yeah, because with the multiverse being unlocked in Spider Man, you're going to unlock all the Kangs. Mm-hmm. That, and so I think that it's all going to work back to him because how how could it not? I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense not to. If if you're gonna go with a character like that, it and, almost has to happen. Yeah, and with everybody else, like if you look at Wanda's last scene, like I mean, she heard her kids in the multiverse. Doctor Strange is gonna unlock the multiverse with Peter. Um, I mean, there's just so many things that are gonna come up. I I just have the feeling that Kang is gonna be the the big bad, and they're gonna work through it in Loki still, mm-hmm. and they're gonna still flesh him out a little bit more. But it's going to be kang overall oh yeah coming coming to the big screen and we do have a loki season two coming next year yeah right yeah i think it's later in the year though isn't it yeah yeah so that'll be a lot of fun we'll see how that that leads in because i know we got spider-man's tomorrow as of the time of this recording dr strange is in may and then the next one's in november right or is it in july i can't remember I can't remember either. It gets a little foggy after that. But those two, I know, are the two, you know, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are the two that everybody's looking forward to. Right. So Because they've been just touted for so long. Yes. Between COVID delays and everything else, like, we've talked about those two the most. Yes, absolutely. Now, in the department of other great Marvel movies, um, I don't know if it's been mentioned on the show yet or not, but it has been confirmed that Shang-Chi is getting a sequel. Oh, that's awesome. And that's that's awesome up. news. I'm really happy about that. I loved that movie. I thought the movie did really well. Um, and, and it stayed, like, I mean, they did just a really good job with the movie. And the characters are um, personable. Like, they're you can connect to them easily. Um, and, yeah, I thought they did a great job with it. And I love the, I mean, I, I love that they're, the partnership in that movie is just mm-hmm. strong. And it's just because, I mean, they both can, do different i mean they, they're just both very different characters but yes. they they are very compatible um between katie and and, and shang chi right and 
it's just it's fun to watch. And I can't wait to see what his sister does with the yeah the ten rings. So yes, that's true. Um, Organization versus actually having the power. Right. So yeah, I love the blend of cultures in that movie. That, that you know, because there was a lot of you know, it was it was almost crouching tiger, hidden dragon with an American twist. Yeah, it, well, I it, really like that. It gave you a little bit of insight into what it's like living in in a household that might be different than your own. Exactly. And which is, I mean, it, it's it's a little eye opening. I mean, I'm sure it's eye opening for a lot of people because they've never been around that. Right. Um. And so, yeah, I mean, I, that's. When you can do that and still keep it funny and mm-hmm. um, still have a lot of action and still connect to the characters, no matter what culture they are originally from, like, great. Yeah, have a lot of good action and be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that just, it checked a lot of a lot of good boxes. It was a very solid movie. Yeah. And uh, I think the next couple are going to be just as good, you know, if not better. I know Spider-Man has a Rotten Tomato score right now of 100%. Hmm. Um, so now that's all critics. So I don't know what that means. Um, I also know the variety spoiled something in the movie on Twitter. So, um, yeah, fuck you variety. Um, I'm just going to say that, but uh, I mean, I, I've already seen all the Twitter, um, Spider-Man posters that just say no, <coughs> it's a uh, Spider-Man, no spoilers. Like, yeah. so, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. Um, I'm going to try to avoid spoilers. I don't know when I'm going to be able to see it. I'm hoping, to see it before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be on one of the nights that I work later in the day. Sure. Um, hopefully I get like a day where little man's at uh, daycare and I can be like, I'm going to go to the movies. You can come <laughs> You can come if you want, but I'm going right now. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for the movie. And I, I'll, I mean, it's, this will be my first back in theaters experience. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I think it's, Gosh, I think it's mine and Steph's first one in a while. We went we went to a show about a year ago. I forget which one, but you know, not a whole lot for sure. So we're definitely yeah. looking forward to this one. And uh, yeah. tickets are still available in the St. Louis area. You don't have to pay two thousand dollars a ticket out here. So Amazing. Yeah. Amazing that we still count it. <laughs> that's good. Yep, that's true. But uh but that about does it for movies. Yeah. Um, we'll have a whole lot more to talk about on the next episode, that's for sure. But uh, I'm ready to move on to video games if you are. Yeah, let's hit it. All right. So in the world of video games, we just recently had the Game Awards, which everybody loves to watch the Game Awards. It's a whole lot of fun. I believe it was on a, um, I don't remember what night it was. It really doesn't matter. But, um, you know, everybody watches the Game Awards for the awards, right? No. No, they do not. Um, A lot of um, video game manufacturers and developers will use the Game Awards as a platform to premiere a lot of cool new stuff. And that is exactly what they did this time around. And, uh, yeah, everybody, I apologize. My kids are apparently having the Royal Rumble upstairs, so if you hear that, that's what that is. But uh, It's the only way to play. I'm sure everybody's okay. (laughs) 
So, um, John, did you, um, I know you probably saw at least some of the stuff from the Game Awards. I don't know if you watched them or not. but uh. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see anything that, I mean, <laughs> the one thing I did see, uh, I'm excited about, but it's getting a lot of hate right now. Like a lot of hate. Star Wars Eclipse? Yeah, it's getting a lot of hate. I'm like, I'm still praying that the game gets made at this point. Because it's getting a lot of of shade. Partly because of the video game company that's making it. But, I mean, they didn't give us a whole lot of information. I think that's why why fans are a little upset. Because they're like, we don't know what kind of game it is. Like, we saw the trailer, which looks amazing. And we're excited at Star Wars. But we don't know what kind of game it's going to be. But, yeah, it's getting (laughs) a lot of hate online. Like, I was amazed when I... I didn't realize it, and then my co-host over on the Force Dyad, Obi Sean, gave me some of the down low, so to speak, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, it's getting tons." And then I went looking, and I shouldn't have done that. Hmm. So, I, I'll be honest, I have not, uh, I haven't put my finger on the pulse of the Star Wars fandom to see how they felt about it. I thought that the trailer looked really cool. Yeah, um, definitely gave me something to keep my eye on it for sure. But you're right, we don't really know what kind of game it is. Um, I would assume, I know there was a conversation about a, like a, there's a couple about open yeah. world Star Wars games. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and that would be fun. Uh, cause they're trying to make it like the old Knights of Republic game from PC mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which would be fin- like just phenomenal. But I don't like, there was no details about this specific title. Right. Yeah. It could be that. And I know there's also been comment about another single player RPG as well. Right. And I don't know if that's this or if that's the Knights of the Old Republic remake coming out on the PS5. Not really sure. Just keep plugging that. Coming on the PS5. Oh, you'll have one before it comes out. Maybe. I mean, Or I'll just wait the few months afterwards until it comes out on Xbox. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Just wait till the exclusivity period ends and you'll be fine. Yeah. But um, that was the that was kind of the big, you know, the big kind of shocker that nobody really saw coming. They... Um, Let's see. There were there were tons of tons of world premieres. I did not document all of them because there were just too many of them. There is a Wonder Woman game coming out. Um, we also don't know anything about that because all they showed was Wonder Woman's belt, and it said Wonder Woman. That's it. So, but we'll see how that goes. Um, they did show quite a bit of gameplay footage from Horizon Forbidden West, which is coming out in February, which I'm extremely excited about. Uh, so I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Um, that should be good. Yeah. Um, they had a trailer. They called this a world premiere for PUBG being free to play. I, I didn't even know that game still existed. So I actually didn't. I, I haven't played that in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, neither have I. I. I don't know. I mean, I liked it because it was realistic, but I don't play Battle Royales very well, so I didn't play it much. I really do enjoy Battle Royales, but... I, I haven't played that in a long time. Yeah, I don't think anybody else has either. That's probably why they're making it free to play. But <laughs> they did show also some gameplay from um, Saints Row reboot. Ooh, looks like some pretty crazy sandbox stuff. Um, another game that looked very similar to the Saints Row reboot, except you know it has some superheroes or whatever you want to call them in it. Uh, they did show a lot of stuff from the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game as well. Ah, uh, um, that game will be fun. It looks a lot like the old Crackdown games from uh, the Xbox. Okay, so that could be that could be great. Um, February is gonna be just bonkers for game releases because <laughs> you've got Horizon Forbidden West, 
Uh, Destiny 2 is coming out with the Witch Queen expansion. Oh, so we'll never see you again. I haven't played Destiny in like six months, dude. <laughs> six months. It's been like six years for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's valid. But <laughs> actually, I, I lied. I did boot it up the other night. Just yeah, there it is. See, there it is. I played okay. for about 30 minutes and, and then... I mean, it's still a fun game, and, uh, you know, I, I was trying to warm myself up for the Halo Infinite campaign, which, of course, I ran out of time and didn't get to play it for a very Oh, long. I was going to say, was it good? The stuff that I played was pretty good. It's getting a little bit of flack because apparently we were promised an open-world Halo, and, and players don't feel like this is it. I, I don't know. I mean, I like the gameplay. I think it's okay. I haven't played it long enough to really form a good opinion. I haven't done the campaign yet, so I, I mean... It's on my list of things, but, you know, I'm busy right now. Right, exactly. Well, I know you and Brandon played some of the multiplayer. Yeah, really enjoyed it. It reminded me a lot of Halo 3 um, with the, the game physics and stuff like that. Like, it just it felt good. Um, so what's your favorite part of the multiplayer? Because, like, you know, like I said on the last episode I was on, it's not really my bag. Yeah, so. That doesn't mean that I'm right. Yeah, but. so I love some of the strategy, like some of the tactical games that they have, um, like Oddball, stuff like that, where you have to hold something or, um, like those games just, I okay. I, just, I just really enjoy those. Like uh, in, in Call of Duty, I would do Search and Destroy and stuff like that. Like those kind of games uh, where you have an objective, you're trying to beat the other team either to it or take over theirs, um, like, like anything like capture the flag type games or um, okay. objective games I, I enjoy. Um, and then naturally they came out with their, um, you know, their, um, their BR start starters for games and who doesn't want a battle rifle and you just start the game. Um, right. And you just start clipping headshots and go. Um, and, and it just takes me back. And some of it's probably nostalgia for me a little bit. I mean, sure. uh, I mean, we're talking about a game that I used to really play, all the time 15 or 16 years ago now Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i can't say that i don't miss it because i enjoyed sniping (laughs) in that game i enjoyed um using the br and i enjoy um just demolishing things and sticking people with grenades and i mean it's all it's everything it's everything that i enjoyed from old multiplayer days of halo so dude you're not alone every time i pull up twitch there's always at least a hundred thousand plus people watching people play halo so yeah you're definitely not alone in that yeah it's a blast the multiplayer's blast me but like okay. i said it's just because i like the te- like the strategy games um end of it let's you could consider it hardcore versus just the normal sure. deathmatch or whatever but like it's it's i i enjoy those games that's awesome that's awesome um you know going back to to destiny real quick so destiny halo was initially developed by bungie who is now doing destiny um, Bungie is doing their 30th anniversary celebration right now. Um, and they're doing it in game in destiny Two, where they actually have, uh, they've brought the halo battle rifle and a couple of the other weapons from halo into destiny and you can get them. Uh, that's the reason I logged into destiny Two the other night is because I wanted to play a couple of the new game modes. Yeah. Just so I unlocked the covenant sword. Oh, the sword and uh, I unlocked the battle rifle. And uh, mm-hmm. I started the quest to get the Forerunner, which is the pistol. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it's it's kind of a neat tie-in a little bit. And it's, you know, it's a little bit That's of That's pretty sweet. But, like yeah. having the sword and stuff. And, yeah. I mean, just just picking up a rocket launcher in oh, yeah. in Halo again. Like, you forget, like, I mean, and, and it just takes you way back when you used to just make custom games with just rocket launchers. <laughs> or even, I mean, they had rockets just as a, a play mode in, in some of the multiplayers. So... 
um, just going in there and just suiting up with rocket launchers, just a couple, like it, it's fun for a little while. I mean, you're just blowing the hell out of people. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, you're, you're killing them still. So, oh, yeah. and sometimes yourself, whatever, don't judge me. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> uh, but it's a great, it, it's a fun time. I mean, and that's what, that's what gaming is all about. For exactly. Me. It, it's a fun time and I don't have to get like too obsessed with leveling up guns or doing, I mean, that's what frustrates me in like call of duty is if I don't play enough, I'm behind on weapons. Yes. That's the frustrating thing about destiny as well. If I don't play it every day, I'm behind and it sucks. Yeah. But for something like halo, you pick up your ground loot and that's the weapon. And that's, that's it. That's, that's the weapon. So, um, everyone's on an even playing scale, which I enjoy because I think I probably have better aim than most. You definitely have it better than me, that's for sure. but, But like, in in a Call of Duty or something like that, if I don't have the right weapon attachments because I haven't leveled up high enough, and mm-hmm. I'm losing the gunfight because the other dude has a faster clip or better better right. um, recoil control because he's got different attachments. Versus <laughs> in Halo, I know what the gun's going to do every time. Yes, and it's the same gun as the other guys using, so I just have to be better than the other guy. Yeah, I used to love the uh, the shoddy snipers mode. Ah, yes, always had fun with that. And then uh, my buddies and I, we would do a custom mode where we did nothing but rocket launchers, mm-hmm. and we turned the gravity to zero. Oh yeah, and you so, just fly. Yeah, you just you, jump you around. Jump around. You're, yeah. yeah, you're just you're way up in the air and it's just shooting big. down. And my favorite level someone. to do that. Yeah, my favorite level to do that on was the pit because it was still enclosed enough. Yes. To where you could like you had plenty of walls and plenty of stuff to shoot stuff off of. Yes. But you could still get around the map pretty pretty easily because <laughs> like some people be like oh let's play valhalla i'm like nobody wants to play yeah, that with rockets don't are you do that. are you idiots <laughs> like come on now like let's let's be real here like you'll never even find them on the freaking map where there's only four of us <laughs> <laughs> that's the same one that rushes to play odd job and golden eye yeah no that's me crap yeah <laughs> i would still do i'd do the same thing oh yeah uh, but yeah good times uh good times with halo good times with some video games for sure. What, um, else, what else you got in your list there? There is also, I've caught through most of it, there is also a Dune game coming out uh, for the PC. It is a 4X strategy game. Um, but it looks cool. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what that's about. You know, Dune is obviously uh, getting its day, you could say. But, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. now's the time. If they're going to do it. Absolutely. I mean, I mean peak popularity. So. Absolutely. And I also read this today. I read it actually while I was eating dinner before we recorded this show, so maybe an hour and a half ago. Uh, the folks that created Far Cry 6, mm-hmm. the developers of Far Cry 6, their next project is a Splinter Cell remake. Ooh. And that makes me really, really happy. I we do are mi- dying for a stealth game, dude. I do miss the old Tom Clancy games. Oh, like, my God. I miss them. Yeah, so. the, the old Tom Clancy games were so good, and then they some of them got ridiculous. Well, they had to make it more difficult all the time, and then you like you get to a certain part of the game, and you're just like, no, this is just stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to do this? Yeah, I'm looking at you, Division. Like. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, but great times. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. All righty, going over to our other nostalgic pastime. Let's do it. We got to go over to toys. Let's do it. And uh, well, a lot of 
not too much toy news, to be honest. Um, we got a few new uh, pre-orders that came up this week uh, in the Star Wars world, along with the uh, Transformers world, and um, it, it was some good stuff. Good stuff went up on Hasbro. Um, they're doing some good work. Uh, the vintage collection is just blowing up for Star Wars. They put out uh, a, the new deluxe Boba with like some Stormtrooper helmets. That, you know, I saw that. That looks really cool. It looks good, yeah. I mean, uh, they also have a Fennec that came out for that um, line. Looks really good. Uh, and then the Bo-Katan uh, Black Series helmet launched uh, at, for pre-order today. So, oh, really cool, cool helmet. I really, I really like. It's a really um, recognizable helmet. So it's one of those ones that you'll want to have in your collection if you enjoy helmets. And How many armor. did you pre-order? Oh, I didn't. I, <laughs> I, uh, I am trying to tie myself onto a, a tight budget when it comes to toys currently because. Well, I gotta downsize some of the collection still. So I understand. Um, I had an excellent <laughs> toy man. Speaking of Good. downsizing the collection, I had an excellent toy man. Saw some fans again. Um, thanks for coming out. Um, hopefully, uh, you felt like you got a pretty good deal from me. Um, uh, but I had a lot of fun at the show. Uh, it was a very it was a pretty busy show, uh, which I appreciated. Even with everything going on in the world, I mean, people still came out for their love of toys, so that was awesome. Um, I'll, I'll flip back to. Hasbro real quick because uh, the Rancor died. Yeah, um, you know it was a it was a it was a valiant push the last day. <laughs> um, it got up to be like five hundred backers short, so we we got to like the eighty three or eighty four hundred backer mark. That's close. It uh, well, yeah, it picked up like four thousand backers in the last five hours. Hmm. Uh, and my question to all of you are. Where were you the entire time the campaign was going on? Because if all those people would have been there, more people would have jumped on. And we probably could have unlocked some tiers. But, you know, whatever. For more figures. So. Do you think they'll take a run at it again at some point? Uh, down the road, maybe. We'll see. I mean... Um, maybe they'll come up with an ULA and make it a little easier for well, everybody. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> but there's also a lot of stuff like... Coming out, there's a proton pack. I think that just ended, mm-hmm. and it was a Ghostbusters proton pack. I'm not sure if that campaign's still going on or not, but that is fully backed. Like everybody is talking about that proton pack um, for Ghostbusters. So, hmm. uh, but that's just it too. Like if you backed that, there was no way you're going to spend the 350 on the Rancor if you just spent. I think it was because the proton pack. I think was more expensive. So it's just tough because there's a lot of different things to back. So I mean. People are, are on budgets, unfortunately. Well, yeah, so, yeah, especially in December. I mean, you know, you got to kind of watch what you're... It's a weird time to run that these campaigns, but that's this is generally the time that they run most of them. So. Right. Um, but, yeah, um, Rancor died. It's unfortunate. I really wanted that uh, monster on my shelf. Ripped um, to the Rancor. But it is what it is, so F in the chat. Yep, F's in the chat for the Rancor. Uh, but, hey, maybe we'll get lucky. And uh, maybe it'll come back around. Maybe we do. Um, but And then I'll flip right back to Toy Man just because I can't go without mentioning that I, I did buy something at, at Toy Man this weekend. And generally I try not to buy stuff when I'm selling stuff because, you know, you're trying to sell stuff. Right. So you don't want to take anything extra home. Um, but I did. But you found Matt's Wong. Right, exactly. No, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Your Wong is still out in the wild somewhere. I can't find him. You'll find it someday, buddy. Right. Promise. Um, but I did find a uh, D. Baker signed um, Hunter Pop 
figure. So, uh, super excited about that. Uh, added that to the collection this week. So, that was cool. And then last week, uh, from a mail call from a from one of my guys in a group, um, really easy to work with guy Tremaine, like freaking awesome shipping everything else. But uh, I'm really into some old movies, and one of those older movies is uh, just happens to be um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There you go. So it's Roger and, um, uh, oh, my gosh, Jessica Rabbit. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't believe I almost blanked on that. Uh, but it's like a two-pack pop. And, I mean, it's like um, 2014 or 2016. I can't remember. Uh, but it came in excellent condition. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. And I'm really excited to add that to the collection also. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool stuff. Do you think Toy Man might have had a boost because it's December and people are looking for stuff for their kids? Yeah, I mean, last, I mean, we had a show in November also. And honestly, the, I took some different items in November. So I think that's where I got my, like, my big pickup. Um, I pulled a a couple extra items out of my own collection that was just like, yeah, I mean, it's, they were doubles, but, (laughs) but, um, they were, they were, I mean, they're grail pieces for a lot of people. I mean, they're a hundred dollar plus figures. So, nice. um, I brought them to the November show. I sold all of my duplicate grails, so to speak. And then this show, I, I still sold a couple grails, but it was, it was just a lot of, I moved a lot of pops, which was good. And then I moved a lot of star Wars, um, black series figures, which was also good. That's but, great. Yeah. It was, it was just a good time. I remember the first con I went to with you it was quad. It was the first quad con that we went as galactic dads. Oh yeah. I admittedly had not been to a toy show or anything like that in a significant amount of time. I'd been to other shows for other various things, but I remember I got a real laugh because there was a dude that walked up and you had the star Wars set. I don't even remember what it was. It was a black series set. You had it for 250 bucks mm. and a guy walked up and was like, yeah, I got to have that. Just grabbed it and, bought it from you right there without yeah. even thinking about it. And I remember sitting here thinking like, holy crap, that dude just spent $250. Without even thinking about it. Like without even thinking about it. But I mean, you know, if you want something, that's what you got to well, do. Well, yeah, if you see something that you don't see normally and which happened, yeah. that, that that was a um, San Diego Comic-Con set that, oh, he, okay. that, that he had picked up. But like, that explains it. But that's just it. When you see something that you're like, I don't have it. I need it. And uh, that's an okay price for me. Yeah. It's Especially right you've been looking for it for a while, too. Right. And, I mean, when it's right in front of you, too, it's harder to say no to when you're just scrolling online at eBay. Right. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's $200 or 250 or whatever, <laughs> but then shipping's $45. And mm-hmm. then you're just like, oh, I hope this box comes to me in good shape. Versus at a toy show, you're <laughs> looking at it with your own eyes and can yeah. look at it and inspect it and just say, this is a box in really good shape. This is a good price on it. If I go to eBay right now, I can find it for that price plus $45 shipping. And then you got to worry about whether or not the FedEx guy stops when he throws it out the side of the truck. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's, there's an advantage of taking big big items to toy shows if you get the right buyer in front of you. I yep. mean, and some shows it doesn't happen. You know, some shows are, are, are full of people that, yeah, I'm on a budget this month or um, I really want that figure, but I'm not paying that for it still. And it happens. But, um, yeah, the last couple of toy shows for Toy Man especially have been just fantastic. So Good. really appreciate everybody coming out to see me. Uh, and Obi Sean, he was there this weekend too with me. Um, uh, just 
repping the Force Dyad podcast out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he sold some Lego. I sold some action figures and pops, and uh, uh, we I donated some stuff to Toys for Tots. Um, we collected a lot of Toys for Tots for that show. So nice. um, congratulations to Chris and all those guys that run Toy Man because um, when I went to donate donate toys, there was <laughs> when I say truckloads, I mean like if you've ever moved your single bedroom apartment and used one of the U-Hauls that does that, you know, right. like, you know, one of those, like I would say they could probably fill them, fill them up like two or three truckloads wow. of, of donated toys. And, um, yeah, just fantastic job That's done awesome. by those guys. So That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. So it's good to have a, good to have a cause to go with it for sure. Absolutely. So I mean, yeah, December at toy, a toy show, toys yeah. or tots is it makes sense. It only makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So cool. Well, if that, uh, if that wraps us up for toys, we'll, uh, we'll move on and I'll take a quick run at comics and see if I can, you know, maybe step out of Brandon's shadow here for a second. We'll see what happens. Good luck. So, as uh, as has been mentioned already, our fearless leader um, is currently out. He's a little under the weather, and uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. But uh, I'm going to do my best to fill in for him in the meantime. C2E2 was this past weekend, so for those of you who are playing the game, now's the time to open a drink and do what you got to do. Um, the guys over at the Comic Shop Couch Podcast looked like they had a great time. Um, you know, they, they, I know they spoke to Brandon and kind of filled him in on some things. I saw quite a bit of footage on Instagram and things like that from C2E2, both from them and from other folks that, uh, that I follow. Uh, there was a, a heck of a lot of good people that were there. I know Chris Claremont was there. Hayden Christensen was there among many, many others. Uh, so for those of you who got to go, I hope you had a great time and I'd love to hear about your experience. So hit us up on the socials and tell us uh, what your favorite part was. Um, for those of you who didn't go, I encourage you to look up and see, um, you know, see what kind of stuff you can find. Everybody was posting pictures and other things like that as well. So uh, lots of good stuff coming out of there. Uh, recent comic book releases that we've got um, going through here. Hulk number two came out. Um, that's a highly, highly rated book. Um, you know, Donnie Cates is killing it. Uh, with that storyline and everything so far, it's been, you know, it's been really good. I am not caught up, but, uh, everything I've heard about the newest book is that it's just as good as the first one. The first one was fantastic. Uh, we also had the amazing Spider-Man number 81. Um, it came out as well. Um, a little bit of mixed reviews from some of the stuff I read online, but, uh, but that's okay. I mean, the beauty of comic books is it's really up to what you think and not what everybody else thinks, just like everything else. Uh, you also had the premiere of um, Wastelanders Wolverine number one, which returns you to the old man Logan universe a little bit, uh, catches you up with him and uh, the baby Hulk that he uh, went partying with after the end of the old man Logan comic run. Uh, if you haven't read Old Man Logan, go read it. It's awesome. 
um, you know, helps you understand the movie Logan a little bit better, but that'll also prep you for this Wastelander series as well. Uh, we also had X-Force 26 and Excalibur 26. I want to say Excalibur 26 is the last issue of that run. Uh, so I'll be picking that up. I'm looking forward to reading that and kind of getting caught up there. I know that there's a new, uh, some new stuff coming up on the X-Men front here real soon. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that's about. That'll be great. Yeah. Sorry I had to step away. That's okay. It How happens. many times did you mention C2E2? Uh, what was it, twice? I need an audience ruling. Where's my fact checker? But I believe it's twice. You Gosh. just mentioned it a third time. Yeah. So you're going to finish that drink right there. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. But it's okay. It does seem like a good idea. And while he is finishing that drink, we're going to go ahead and bring this baby home and put it to bed. kids still up there fighting oh no they were totally cool up there oh that's good well one of them should be in bed by now they were doing some, it looked like they were doing some screen time real quick that that is usually what we do to calm them down so you know that that's the beauty of living in a house with two boys especially when one's nine and one's five is they you know they usually just do battle all day and then you know when it's time to watch tv they calm down and they go to sleep so hopefully we're there now, speaking of where we are, now it is the time for us to give our Patreon shout-outs. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if, you are, uh, if you're a Patreon member, uh, anybody at the producer level or higher gets a shout-out on every show. If you are not a, pa- a Patreon subscriber, come find us, patreon.com slash galacticdads. Uh, we have subscriber levels all the way from you know the minimum $3 all the way up to 50 uh, your monthly contribution will net you some sweet swag, and it'll also net you some. That might have been one of the kids' heads. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. It'll also, um, you know, it'll also it'll net you some sweet swag, and also net you some content that you don't get to see or hear outside of the Patreon, like our after-hours shows, uh, as well as getting to participate in the Ask Me Anything episodes, which I believe we're getting ready to prepare for the next one of those. Yeah, uh, Patreon, get ready for an announcement on that. Uh, yep. You'll have the next probably six days to get us some, well, from this recording, six days. But you guys will, it'll still be six days because we'll post it on Patreon for the Ask sure. Me Anything questions. So make sure you guys get those in to us. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, we It we doesn't do. have to be raunchy. No, no. We do two. But of course it does. Yes. We do two AMAs. We do the one for everybody, and then we do the one for the Patreons. And your questions are going to get put on one of those AMAs, depending on how raunchy the question is. Yeah. That's all we got to say. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of fun with it. We'll close out the year with that. Um, so make sure you get those questions into us. That way we can... Uh, have a lot of fun with the year-end show. Yes, it'll it'll definitely be entertaining. I think we're going to cut a few things loose, uh, you know, on the year-end show. We're going to if you guys, uh, for those of you who are Patreon listeners, we love you very, very much. You already know the quality or whatever you want to call it of what you're getting on the after-hour <laughs> shows. Uh, some of them we get a little, uh, we wild out a little bit. But uh, for those of you who have not heard one before, they're definitely a lot of fun. Put the kids to bed. Before you listen to them. Yeah, those are the uh, not safe for work episodes. Yes. Totally fine, though, now. (laughs) 
But let's talk about our uh, our Patreon producers, our our greatest supporters, and our our uh, I guess our our best friends in this journey that we're taking. Do you do you want to take the OG? I'm gonna take the OG, our man, our legend, Mr. Keith Jefferson. Keith, I've shouted you out a few times on here. I'm still waiting to meet you in real life, and I hope that happens sooner than later. Uh, Keith is a self-described geek. He is a great dad. We've seen him online rocking the Galactic Dad swag. He has been a supporter of this show since the very early days. And by the very early days, I mean the very first day. He was the very first Patreon subscriber and the very first Patreon producer-level subscriber. So, Keith... We love you. We've always loved you, and we'll continue to love you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. And that takes us to our next um, supporter here. Boy, what is there to say about him? What is there to say about I beat, him? I beat him in fantasy football last week. There you go. High five, <laughs> That's dude. Could say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sealed my birth. In the playoffs. There you go. I really appreciate it, bud. Um, I, man, I just don't know what else to say about him. <laughs> I, I don't want to blow his head up too much. He visited me at Toy Man. I really appreciate you, you coming up. Uh, but uh, I'm going to butcher his TK number, as always, 31788. You got it. Perfect. You got it. Um, but, man, uh, the, the other Keith, but uh, <laughs> he is uh, – Boy, our self-proclaimed fact checker, he does a great job keeping us in line. Uh, we really appreciate your support day in and day out. Uh, and, I mean, gosh, I don't know what else to say about him, man. You can always find him on Instagram, Brickinating Easy. Uh, he loves his Lego, mm-hmm. just like we all do. I mean, who doesn't love to build minifigures? I'm really jealous. He just got the Home Alone set. He sent me a text message with oh, the Home Alone no. house. And I can't tell you, like, he's like, oh, it was up for pre-order, like, just briefly or whatever. I got it. Oh yeah, of course you did. Yeah. You son of a, anyway, um, uh, real happy for him that he got that set though, because it was definitely a hard one to find this year before Christmas. But, um, yeah, take pictures while you're building it, post on Instagram again, let's go, uh, give him some, give him some support at brick and easy on Instagram for sure. Our next producer level Patreon, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this one, so uh, then we'll be even. Biggest happy birthday you could imagine to our man Azure Laser. <laughs> Azure Laser. Azure Laser. So he is one of our newer producer level contributors. Um, we still love him for sure. Um, you know he lives out in Texas, still supports us, and he has the hoodie, and he'll still wear it even in Texas heat. So that says That's something. Just amazing. For sure. It's amazing. I mean, it's a dry heat, though, right? That's not what I've heard. I don't know. Or experience. That's what he would say, but I don't know. It's but. not Arizona. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, but uh, Azure, I, um, I've seen you on the socials and stuff, some of the Gundam model builds and things that you've done. It's some pretty awesome stuff. Those Gundam models are not easy to do. I've got yeah. a few of them over here from a previous life. And uh, But uh, thank you very much for your support. We love you for it. That's awesome. All right. Well, and uh, I've had to take us to the uh, I Love You 3000, right? That takes us to the I Love You 3000 level. The man. The myth. Joe Peresident from the Comic Shop Couch podcast. Um, great dude. You know, yeah. if, you, if you look in our back catalog, you'll actually find an episode where he was in with Brandon. And uh, they talked about a lot of great stuff. 
shared some personal stories. They shared some stories about other things. You shared a story about a work van that, yeah, I just, I can't do nobody it can. Nobody can. No. Only only he can. Nope. And uh, Brandon's also been on his show on the Comic Shop po- Couch podcast. If you're looking for a good show to listen to, check yeah. them out. They're great. I think they're on their 17th or 18th episode. Yeah, I mean, right now. they've got some good stuff out there. Yes, they're a lot they of fun do. to listen to. A good panel of guys. Um, uh, just very, I mean, they got similar to us. I mean, they've got yeah. very, very different experiences and diff- different uh, expertises. So, yeah, the uh, banter really is stuff. a lot of fun to listen to. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I, sh- I should have made fun of you more today, probably. Should have made fun of me more. Yeah, yeah. I probably should have taking some more digs like you know b's not here so it's hard to just like cut right in i know it's hard to abuse people when it's just the two of us right yeah you know we don't want to get in a fist fight when apparently the fist fight is upstairs yeah but uh, but anyway <laughs> to our patreon producers we do really appreciate everything that you've done for us over the uh, over the course of the show and everything you continue to do so thank you very much and you have more than earned this applause And as always, if you're still here, please rate, review, give us some love on social media, whatever you need to do. Find us at Galactic Dads on all social media platforms. Uh, a couple different ones on Instagram, as mentioned earlier. But uh, as always, just till next time, guys. Till next time, keep on doing the dad thing. Cheers. <laughs>